Hey, everybody. Yes. Welcome back to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Jason Rothman. And as always, I'm joined by a man that I want to stand with on a mountain, a man that I want to bathe with in the sea, a man that I could just lay here forever until the sky falls down over me. Oh, wow. The great Chris Schaefer. And sometimes we have a little chicken cherry cola together. Chris, how's it going? <laughs> Ace of base. Nicely done. Nicely done. That's no, uh that's, no, not Ace of Base. That's not, not Ace, Ace of Base? base. Okay. No, no. I've totally missed it then. Who is it? Savage Garden. Two oh, Australians savage. that changed my childhood. Oh. Yeah. Truly, madly, deeply. Makes me, yeah, think of my high school girlfriends when I hear those lyrics, uh, even though I have the Girlfriends, wrong. multiple? Oh, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Really? No, not you? How many girlfriends did you have in... We talked about this on the show. Oh, that's right. Uh, you were too we're nervous. we're not talking about it today because I'm feeling good about myself. <laughs> uh, but Chris, how, ma- how many high school girlfriends? I don't know. Four, five, not that many. Four. How many were older than you? One. Not that many. What was the age when she was older than you? What what year were you? What year? Fresh. I was a freshman. She was a a junior. Yeah. Wow. So. (laughs) Hold on. Chris Schaefer. (laughs) Wow. Not that many. Okay. That's interesting. So everyone, uh, just audio listeners, um, we always talk before the show on YouTube. And a lot of people don't know. I'm from Oklahoma City. Chris is down in Texas. And a lot of people I don't think have seen our faces yet, even though a lot have. But to everyone listening on audio, we do post these on YouTube. So if you want to see just how good-looking Chris is, head to the YouTube channel. And how wise Jason looks when he's speaking. Mm, Thank you. There we go. Freshman. Wow. Okay, Chris. So today, (laughs) I I could talk to you about that for an hour, but we're not going to do that today, Chris. We have a, I'm going to call it one of the most important episodes we're going to do probably in the history of the show. We're going to talk about quality score today but unlike everybody who talks about quality score chris because there is a lot of talk about quality score we're going to give you real talk mm-hmm. about quality score the mystery meat of adwords really i mean it's yeah well chris if you read the blogs out there apparently it's not that mysterious because everyone seems to have a big handle on it oh boy like they know what they're doing and we don't so chris just start us off let's just talk about what what is quality score and then i'll kind of break down why google has it so Quality score is a number between 1 and 10, and it is a factor that you will never come into contact with uh, if you don't investigate and try and find it. Okay, I think that's probably the easiest thing because it matters not for the success of your AdWords campaign when it comes down to building the right kind of keywords. And these are not things that will determine whether you get a bunch of good clicks or a bunch of bad clicks or a bunch of conversions or a bunch of fails. I mean, when it comes down to it, it's a very important number. And it determines the structure of a new campaign build. It determines everything we do in AdWords. But in reality, it has no bearing to the way that you might manage or make decisions in AdWords. So it's very much a confusing, weird number. And what I'm excited about on today's show is that we're, and Jason and I have been talking about this for two weeks and kind of prepping for this, is we want to have an honest conversation. And we're not going to to pretend like there's something that we're not telling you, you know, that, that there, there's some kind of magic behind all of this. We're going to be straight with you guys. And so, Jason, let's go. I mean, what, what do you think? 
Yeah, and that's just to give everyone our goals of the show here. We're going to break down quality score, give you the, the basics on what it is. We're going to give you some very interesting insights that aren't in a lot of articles that a lot of people don't talk about that you guys may not have heard of. And then the big thing we're going to talk about kind of throughout the show is how much this matters to Chris and I as professional, I think, top of the game AdWords manager. So Chris, just a breakdown of what it is. It's Google assigns you a quality score, one to 10, like you said. But one thing I learned from you is that it's not just one to 10. They have digits after the whole number. Uh, is that correct? Oh, like yeah. It could be six point and then whatever up to 10 digits. So when you see a six in your account, it's not really just a six. Yeah. AdWords will carry it out as many uh, decimal points as it takes to make a differentiation between one to another. You know, I don't know how many there are. Google doesn't okay. disclose how many decimal points, but yes, I mean, there's enough to make sure that everyone has a very unique number assigned to their quality score that's needed to make that final ad rank calculation. Gotcha. And this quality score is made up of three factors, which we'll break down pretty deeply. Expected click-through rate, ad relevance, landing page experience. And what it is, it's, it's Google's assigning your keyword a quality score to the user's search. So what Google did not want to have happen when they started their search engine was for someone to search for veterinarians in Oklahoma City and then see an ad for a Toyota SUV. They were like, okay, yeah, Toyota or any big company could come in there, flood the market with advertising dollars and do the old school, well, we're just going to get in front of people and interrupt them as long as they see us model. Google wanted to differentiate their search engine and say, okay, we want people to spend money with us and advertise on searches, but they have to be relevant to the user search. We're not going to let people show a car advertisement on a veterinarian search because the person's looking for a veterinarian, not a car. So we want our ads to be useful so they get clicked on so we make a lot of money. So it's good for Google, but it's also good for the user because you're you're getting ads that actually can help you. The way they did that is they came up with a quality score system. And the way that works is every time you do a search, what determines whose ads show up, whether they show up at all, and what position they show up in is ad rank. Ad rank is your bid, how much you want to bid on your keyword, multiplied by your quality score. And there's a little bit of ad extension stuff in there, but just to keep it simple, we'll say bid times quality score. So whoever bids the most shows up number one. However, it's not just an auction, it's a modified auction because there's the quality score component. So if I put a $1 bid and have a five quality score, because I'm not that relevant to the search, my ad rank is one times five an ad rank of five. But if another user comes in there and bids 70 cents lower than my bid, but has a quality score of 10, they're going to get an ad rank of 70 cents times 10, a seven, which is bigger than my five. So even though they're bidding 70 cents to my dollar, they're going to show up higher than me because their quality is so much higher. So that's how quality score works. Uh, and the one final thing we'll say about it, Chris, just as an overview, is that it's a black box. Anybody who tells you beyond those three things we told you it's made up of, beyond anyone who tells you exactly what the factors that are in it and what their weights are, no one knows except people at Google. It's a black box. But one thing everyone seems to agree on is that click-through rate is extremely important. That would make sense because if you have a high click-through rate, it means you're serving relevant ads that people want to click on. And then from a business side of things, Google wants people to click on relevant ads. So if people are clicking, it's good for Google. So click-through rate is very important to quality score. But Chris, let's talk about the difference between 
quality score in your and I's day-to-day management lives versus the massive importance we see out there in the blogosphere about quality score and how that motivated us to kind of break this down today. Yeah, it is upsetting when you are having quality score issues. And I hear this a lot, Jason, I know you see the questions come in, you know, you see comments and stuff like that. People are asking, I'm worried about this keyword or how do I improve my quality score? How do I do this or that? And the issue uh, is that so many people, like you said, Jason, talk as if they know what's in that black box. They understand the true algorithm that determines quality score. The truth is, you have to understand what I'm about to say and what Jason's going to follow up and say is something that we really had to think, you know, do we want to even say this? Because it puts us in an awkward position. It's something that is uncomfortable to say because Taken out of context, it sounds very irresponsible for us to say what I'm about to say. And it makes us look like we're bad at our jobs. Yeah, it makes us look like failures. But here's the thing. When it comes to quality score, I have many times in the past and will continue to do as long as uh, the situation arises, I do not manage my campaigns based on quality score. I do not care if a successful keyword has a one or uh, a five or a seven. Those are not things that I check. They are factors, but I have had plenty of campaigns, and Jason, I'm sure you have too, that have some great keywords that have that big, fat, ugly warning right beside them that says, rarely shown due to low quality score. Right. There really isn't, I mean, I've tried and tried, and we might get some some emails and some some messages saying, well, have you tried putting it into a new ad group by itself and then writing a bunch of ads just for that one keyword? You know, have you, have you tried pushing, you know, some brand keywords in there to, to bring up your overall click-through rate? Because then Google will raise your, it makes your entire account look better. And then your quality score overall will raise. Right. These are what I call myths. They're, they are not fail-proof. They're not the kind of thing that work for everybody. And in the end, we look at our quality scores and we feel like we're failing because of these low numbers. And that's not the case. Jason, what's what's your experience here? Well, and this is where we say a lot of the, the BS comes because I'm the same way as you, Chris. I For years now, I have focused on what kind of searches my clients want to get in front of, getting in front of those searches managing the bids to get the cost per conversion that the client wants, and then doing the things we always talk about in terms of managing the account. So in terms of day-to-day, I don't ever think about quality score. And the BS comes into play because if you do searches out there for like quality score articles, and Chris, I sent you a video that has so many views and the guy looks so authoritative Mm -hmm. and his first tip on quality score is don't target broad match keywords because you'll get a bad click-through rate and that lowers your quality score Mm. well that sounds great but what did we talk about a few weeks ago like we do target broad keywords sometimes we do definitely target broad match modified because our primary goal is get those conversions and get a cost per conversion the client wants it's not line up eights and tens on your quality score so it's an internal metric it's a google metric but it's not my priority which is my client and getting them conversion so i'm the same way where i have a lot of keywords that are maybe a three or a five but chris those keywords pay for my house like uh (laughs) on some of these accounts like what, what do you want me to do tell the client like stop getting a ton of business and stop spending a bunch of money and stop making money for everyone involved because we have a 
number that says five instead of eight. So it's not a primary factor for me. And I run into issues where like my biggest clients, they talk to Google and the Google reps say, hey, tell Jason to really review quality scores this week, add some more ads. Wow. Uh, we're always focused on quality score here at Google and uh, he needs to do a better job of that, basically is what they're saying. And then my client comes to me and he's like, hey, uh, I see a lot of fives. I see a lot of sixes. I see a lot of, uh, but yeah, fives and sixes and sevens. Why don't I see eight, nines and tens? My people at Google are telling me we can improve that. Wow. And so, you know, that's the kind of stress I'm dealing with, Chris. And that's where the the BS kind of comes in. Because, yeah, if I could get eight, nines and tens, I would just do it. But you know what? For reasons we're going to discuss later in the show, I'm doing everything I can possibly do to get that. And some of the stuff is out of my control. And I can't get you an eight because seven or six is the best I can get you. And uh, we're going to have to focus on cost per conversion and conversions. And oh, yeah, focusing on what you're going to do with all the freaking money I'm making you as opposed to focusing on quality score. So, Chris, I think one thing we have to qualify this discussion with is you and I are good at what we do, okay? We know how to manage AdWords campaigns, and a lot of the things to get a good quality score, we're doing by default anyway. We have relevant ads to our keywords. Our keywords are grouped in relevant ad groups, so the ad copy matches the keywords. We help our clients make good websites and good landing pages, and our clients have quality businesses, so their websites are fast. And beyond that, what else can we do here, Chris? So I just want to wrap up this part of the discussion, Chris, by just saying there's so much we don't know, and we figure this out through some of our research. So the first thing everyone needs to know about quality score and all these people who act like they're gurus and they can get you any quality score you want, number one, Chris, the quality score you see in your account, the number you see, that's not even the number you're even bringing to auction in real time. So I'm just going to read this. It's from a Google uh, documentation we'll link to. It's it's a little long, but it's super important. And then we're going to break down the factors. So this is straight from Google's documentation. The 1 through 10 quality score shown in your account is an aggregated estimate of your overall performance in ad auctions. Therefore, it can't be used at auction time to determine ad rank. Real-time auction-specific quality calculations of expected click-through rate ad relevance, and landing page experience, among other factors, are used to calculate ad rank at auction time. These factors, which are based on things known only at the time of the auction, can heavily influence the quality of the user's experience. Mm -hmm. So the way I read that, Chris, is that, okay, the six, the seven, the five that the client's not happy with in the account, that might not even be the quality score that we're going to the auction with in real time. Yeah. So it's just crazy. Do you run into those issues where... Clients are talking about quality score and or people are trying to steal your clients saying, look, Chris only got a five on this keyword. I could get you a nine. Yeah, it's something that I see a lot of, I would say, more slimy managers, you know, pointing to quality score because these types of managers are focused on just the process of AdWords. And we talked about this last week, Jason, the honesty in this podcast is because last week we talked about profitability. We talked about making AdWords valuable to you. If you are hearing lots of talk about, I'm going to get you a nine, I'm going to get you a 10, you're going to get lots of great quality score uh, rankings. That's the process of AdWords, not the end result. And the end result is really going to be, what are you getting out of it? The profitability. So that whole talk about that is absolutely just, it's worthless. You know, you can have a completely failing campaign with lots of great quality score, or you could have a low quality score and have a, 
uh, a very good campaign. And just to put it plainly, if that isn't enough, you know, we could probably answer a couple questions sitting in our inbox right now. No, you should not pause that keyword that has a one or a two or a three just because it has a one or a two or a three. Throw that factor out and go back and listen to another episode. There's plenty of them out there where we talk about what qualifies a good keyword and whether you should pause it. Don't let quality score determine pausing, deleting, removing a keyword from your account just because you're concerned about that little warning on there about low quality score. And the slime bag agencies out there that do sell people on quality score because it is such a black box, they would push back and say, well, it is important, Chris, to profit because the higher your quality score, the lower your cost per click is, the lower your cost per click is, the lower your cost per conversion is, and the more profitable your your account is. Well, that's true. And humans are going to go to Mars one day. That's probably true too, but it's a factor of doing it. It's actually doing it. And Chris, again, some of our accounts, let's not paint a bad picture of us. Like a lot of my accounts, I do have eights, nines, and even a few tens. I do. A few. Yeah. Uh, but on a, a, a few, and not all of my keywords are threes and twos and ones. A lot of them, probably the majority sit five to seven. Yeah. But when they do sit five to seven, when they do sit one to three, like you're saying, I focus on the primary goal, which is getting those conversions, and I'm not turning them off just because they have a low click-through rate. It's a secondary factor. So, Chris, let's break down the factors here, and you can mix in some examples that you have, some real-time examples. The three factors of quality score. Expected click-through rate, ad relevance, landing page experience. Chris, expected click-through rate. This is a mind-blower here, okay, for everyone listening. So that's the likelihood of your ad getting clicked on for that keyword. But it's not just your account. It's other people's results on that keyword. And I think the reason they do this, Chris, is because if someone searches for information about colon cancer, maybe they're not the most interested in ads or being sold at that moment. Maybe they want some legitimate information and they just want to go straight to WebMD or whatever. That may not be the most advertiser-friendly subject. So Google says, okay, the click-through rates on this topic are low. Therefore, we're going to give your keyword an expected click-through rate that's low because this is a topic that gets a low click-through rate. The problem is, Chris, and here's an example for me, is that I advertise on the keyword car accident lawyer. I get a 6% click-through rate on that keyword. Now, yes, slime bag agencies might say they get 40% click-through rates, but you and I and most people listening... (laughs) On your brand. (laughs) Yeah, 6% is pretty, pretty darn good, Chris. And Google gives me a below average. You can get an above average, average, or below average on these three factors. They give me a below average on expected click-through rate because of other people's results across the wide open internet on the word car accident lawyer. That's insanely frustrating, Chris. Um, so what, what is your take on expected click-through rate? Yeah, and, and Jason, you have a good point there because other people are factoring into what Google sees as expectations for certain searches. Okay, so poor management, poor keyword choice and ad copy can give Google a reflection of certain searches to be off topic, not relevant. Okay, so that's that's absolutely a factor. Here's my experience with expected click-through rate and how that factors in to how I have to work as a manager. Let's take, for example, the keyword surveillance company. Okay, now I work with a lot of B2B companies and I have this happen a lot. When you're working within a subcategory of a subcategory, okay, in other words, this is a B2B search 
uh, and you're looking for uh, something that's that's not quite what the keyword means, it's kind of a subcategory of what the keyword's referring to. For example, surveillance company, there are two ways that people might search and mean uh, for what they're looking for when they do a search for a surveillance company. One might be a private investigator service, someone to actually do a surveillance service on their behalf. This is one way. Another way might be more popular, more common surveillance company might, in other words, be a, a security company or uh, some type of uh, security system that someone is looking to purchase and put on their home or their business. Two different meanings and what that, how that can be interpreted. That's two examples. There could be many others that people could mean by doing a search for surveillance company. Because of this, when you get into these smaller niche type of things, you have difficulty getting good quality scores because Google's interpreting this data cross-platform type of stuff. You know, is it this industry? Is it this industry? You're getting bad click-through rates because people are seeing these types of ads. And as they're doing their searches, they're getting mixed results. So it's not... So in the end, Google's like, this doesn't seem like what people want. You know, people aren't clicking the ads, right? right? People aren't reacting the way that we would hope them to be reacting. But... The reason you might pursue this keyword to the point that you push high bids in order to get your ad to show up way higher than you would expect just because you got to show up is if you know as a business manager, as an AdWords manager, that this is an important keyword for you. It goes back to the honesty that I talk about. When it comes to quality score, throw it out the window. If this keyword is relevant and driving conversions for you, driving qualified traffic, getting phone calls... I don't care what warnings are put on the page, you push that keyword. And if it's worth the bid on that page for you to get clicks and calls and forms for that, then go for it. Quality score is not a factor. Quality score is merely a qualification that Google uses, but you internally should not use that to make your own qualifications. Right. And Chris, your client, they're the ones telling you to target that keyword. And say the the keyword costs $15 because it has a one quality score. They're like, well, who cares? I need you to show me there and get me clicks from that search. Because if I get business from that, that could be a $60,000 contract. So yeah, Chris, it'd be nice if you got a 10 out of 10 quality score and my cost per click was $2. But at the end of the day, whether my cost per conversion is $250 or $40, I'm going to get a $60,000 contract if I can get someone signed up. So that's kind of the real world meaning the quality score and then the real world overrides it. And just to put a button on expected click-through rate, Chris, because a lot of people, including myself uh, up till recently, thought it was all about your click-through rate. And if you get a good click-through rate, you're going to get a good expected click-through rate because you have good click-through rate. Here's straight from Google's documentation, and we'll link to all this in the show notes. Unlike the CTR column, the click-through rate column, expected click-through rate, this status considers how the keyword performs both within your account and across all other advertisers' accounts. That's crazy. So, <laughs> I mean, that, that's an amazing revel. That could be a huge revelation for a bunch of you listening that work as hard as you want, but other people's failures are going to contribute to the quality of this search. I mean, it's, it's crazy. Because, Chris, you were telling me you have a keyword that gets a 10% click-through rate, and which is great for non-branded, great. 
and it has like a one or a two or something like that. Yeah. Just because it's not looking at just your click-through rate, it's looking at everybody's. Yeah, I mean, the search is, and just to give you an example, everybody likes specific examples. The search is for the term retrofit companies, which is a B2B type of thing where a company's looking to take their lighting system and retrofit into new LED energy efficient type of systems that they can use throughout their plant or warehouse. So a 10% click-through rate warranting a one out of 10 quality score. There's a perfect example of something that was critically important to this client. They always want to show up for this because this defines what they do. And we had to push it hard uh, despite the quality score. And here's the thing, Chris, everybody uh, out there, the slime bags, they, they want to say, well, Jason and Chris, you're just not working hard enough. I know the hacks to get eight, nines, and tens on every single keyword. And Chris, I'm always trying to improve. I'm always trying to get better. And I'm open to the possibility for sure that I can learn more about quality score and get better quality scores overall. But here's here's one thing I run into, both within your account and across all other advertisers' accounts. So how do you square that circle? Like, yeah. yes, we can work hard on our own account, and we do. But if the expected click-through rate is influenced across all, not some, all other advertisers' accounts, how, how do you get past that hurdle? And the, the answer is, at least in our experience, you can't if it is a hurdle. You just can't. And you got to focus on your own data. Chris, the one factor of quality score that I really do like and we both work on and we both respect uh, in terms of like we know it can make a difference, ad relevance. I think this is the one that just needs to be the focus for the most part. You know, how relevant is your ad to the keyword search to the user's problem? pretty straightforward. Um, and Chris, would you agree that this is the one you're spending most of your time with trying to get a better quality score, even if that's not on your mind, you're more thinking about click-through rate? Yeah, I, I feel like ad relevance will take care of click-through rate if you focus first on ad relevance. So if you save your pennies, the dollars will come later, right? So if you work on your ad relevance, click-through rate is soon to follow. So absolutely. And and, and this is and something... And quality score follows click-through rate. Yeah, and this is something you can dig your hands into, right? You can really get into the creativity of ad relevance. We talked about this just recently, uh, two weeks ago. Uh, we talked about um, not getting your keywords mixed with your ad copy. Trying yeah. new things. Trying things that aren't just black and white when it comes to writing your ad copy and writing something that's relevant and unique to what you're trying to communicate to those people. And then, wow, you've really come up with something good, click-through rate, and then therefore possibly quality score may be soon to follow. Maybe soon, but if the expected click-through rate across all other advertisers' accounts is really low, that may prevent you from getting an 8, 9, or 10. But yes, Chris, Ad relevance is, it's like obvious, like, yes, that's one thing we work on a ton. And uh, we're going to link to an article from Google with six recommendations on how to get your ads more relevant if they need that. And they're all straightforward. It's like group your keywords into relevant ad groups so the ads can match the keywords, speak to the user's intent embedded in their search, uh, match the language of your ad text more directly to the user's query. So that's kind of the core factor of why you and I, by default, are kind of doing everything we can do to get good quality scores without even thinking about it is because we do have relevant ad groups and we do focus on our ad relevance and focus on getting a good click-through rate. Quality score just comes from that. So that's why we focus on that and not so much digging into our quality scores because we already know we're kind of doing everything we can yeah. to get good quality scores. And a lot of that comes from the way you group your keywords and then the ads that match those keywords. So the final factor here, Chris, and this is one 
where I think personally, some of it's in your control, some of it's out of it. And I'll explain here, Chris, landing page experience. There's two kind of summaries here that break down landing page experience. Google wants their search users to be taken to landing pages that are helpful to their search. So they think Google did a good job with their answering their search. So Google wants the landing page experience to be relevant to the search and help the user. That's the first major topic, Chris. The second thing is the technical stuff of the site, the usability, the site speed. Is it a good experience technically? That's what you can do to get a good landing page experience. Have the page match the search and have a good technical site in terms of speed and getting through the site and just their experience using the site. But here's my beef with this one, Chris. Um, and we'll give it a specific example, dog training. I have a client where we target dog training, but we also target a lot of smaller keywords like uh, sniffing dog training, people who want their dogs to be able to sniff certain things. So one thing we started doing is they have a service page specifically about sniffing. And that would be better for quality score because the service page about sniffing is more relevant to the sniffing keywords than the homepage, which is just about overall dog training. So that would be good for quality score. And that's where we started because the landing page matches the search. Here's a problem, Chris. And I specifically tried to get a worse quality score by making this change. I changed those ads to point to the homepage. The reason why is because the homepage was better set up with lead forms and better set up with phone numbers and calls to action. Uh, And the service page about sniffing on this client's website happened to look more like an article. It didn't exactly look like a business right off the bat. And the phone numbers were hard to find and there was no lead form. Yes, it would be great if the client could make their service page better and have a big lead form and big phone numbers. But that's not going to happen with this client. They don't have the resources to do that. So I made the call. I'm going to knowingly probably get a worse quality score because the landing page doesn't match as good as it could. But we're going to get more phone calls. We're going to get more lead forms. And the client's going to make more money. Um, So that's an example of where I went against landing page experience a little bit. Because the real world overrode the quality score. Yeah, great example. Yeah, I mean, I recently did the same thing with a client of mine that does an e-commerce type of thing, and they uh, were having a site that was dealing with a specific product. And then I was able to to determine, well, you know, the, the bounce rate on this page isn't very good. And it turns out, you know, maybe it'll work better if we send them to a page with lots of products on that same page. And it's not as relevant because it's not the exact product that someone was looking for, but people are going to stick longer on that page because there's more content. There's more things for them to look through. Uh, it's more likely that they'll find right. something they are looking for, you know, as opposed to just here's one product. Nope, that's not what I want. And they immediately leave. So yeah, sacrificing some of this stuff. And I think that comes back to the same thing every time, you know, believe it or not, you can sometimes let your quality score take a back seat to decisions about quality of traffic and lead generation or sales or conversions, whatever you want to call it. Money, making money. There you go. Yeah. Um, Chris, let's wrap this up by just quickly pointing out to everybody that quality score does matter. Chris and I, every day, we want to get the highest quality score possible, but we just know there's some restraints on that that we just spoke about. But quality score does matter because the higher your quality score, the lower your cost per click needs to be to show up higher. So it's something that, I'm always trying to get better, Chris, but I just know there's limitations. But 
it's just something where I get a little nervous sometimes because I see all these people hyping up their blogs, hyping up their agencies about quality score, telling clients like, hey, we're going to really be digging into quality score this week, doing a lot of quality score work. And I'm like, well, I'm not. I was just going to try to make you money, but that, <laughs> that makes me sound like I don't know what I'm doing uh, I because that. I didn't specifically have quality score time scheduled out this week. So it's something I get a little nervous about, but I think reading the articles out there, combining the BS with actual stuff from Google, it kind of reinforced my view, Chris, that we are doing everything we can to get good quality score, but we focus on our account data, conversions, leads, and actually making money above quality score. Uh, But going forward, Chris, all I'm going to do is focus on ad group structure, which we already do. The main thing I'm going to focus on is just continually testing out ad copy, trying to find that ad copy that connects and get good click-through rates and get good conversion rates. And for me, as long as I'm grouping keywords into relevant ad groups and as long as I'm testing out new ad copy, trying to get a good click-through rate, I think that's pretty much all I can do when it comes to quality score beyond tell clients I have a good website, you know? So that's what I'm personally going to do going forward. Yeah, absolutely. I love the analogy of hey, you work on your quality score. (laughs) I'll keep working on the value and profitability of my clients' accounts. So I think that's that's well said. I think that illustrates just how silly it is to hear people just talk up their ability to get 10 out of 10, 9 out of 10, the lowest traffic. You know, you're going to pay the least amount. Look at our cost per click. You know, we're able to get you 90 cents cost per click. While over here, Jason's working hard and generating maybe a cost per click that's $1.50, maybe $2. But in the end, Jason generates better quality traffic that converts, uh, more likely to convert. And his ROI is better than the guys with the lower click-through rate. So I think that's it. That's it, Chris. Yeah. One one thing I want to tell people is in the show notes, whether you're on uh, listening to the podcast like on audio and you go to the show description or on the YouTube channel at the description of the video, we're going to link to five articles straight from Google. They're support.google.com addresses. Uh, One breaks down expected click-through rate. One breaks down ad relevance. One breaks down landing page experience. One breaks down how to follow up on your scores on those and what to do on each factor if you're not, you're not getting a score you want. And the final one is common questions that Google gets that they answer about quality score. So to me, Chris, there's a lot out there about quality score, but if you just really study those five articles straight from Google, that's kind of all you need. Uh, so we hope those help. We appreciate everyone with the iTunes reviews. We are up to 85, would really love to get to 100. So please take a moment to do that. Please share the show with friends and uh, colleagues. And then if you're on YouTube, please click the like button and uh, give your rating of Chris 1 to 10. And I'll review those this week. So, Chris, thanks for being here. You're just a great guy. You're wearing a very uh, great uh, burgundy shirt today. And uh, just, man, thanks for letting me look at you. You know, thanks for being here. Thank you for how comfortable you are at your... um giving me compliments because i am i'm not a good compliment taker so uh oh oh what's that what's that we're hitting the minute mark here that chris told me he needs to end the show because he's got a crossfit his second crossfit session of the day Mm -hmm. wow mornings and nights so chris have a great second crossfit uh section and uh, we'll see you guys next time on the paid search podcast